Welcome to the LSAT Habits Podcast, where in each episode we present key habits you can master to study smarter, save time, and raise your LSAT score. I'm your host and instructor, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. So a few years ago when I was first about to take the LSAT, this is pre-pandemic, and so we actually took these things at test centers, I remember sitting at the, uh, in the parking lot of the test center in my car, and um, I didn't get much sleep at all the night before. And if you've listened to my podcast, you know how important I believe sleep is to prepare preparation for the LSAT. And I'm debating whether to go in or not. And I just I remember just clinging to the steering wheel, going back and forth about it. And I decided not to take the exam that day. And in hindsight, it is very clear I made the right decision for me. Why was I there that day? Well, if I wasn't going to take the exam. um, Well, certainly I wanted to take it, but I decided not to because I knew I wasn't ready. But still, what brought me to that parking lot that day? Why did I come that close? Um, Quite honestly, pressure. And pressure from, you know, I guess family, friends. Um, and, and that's the topic of today's podcast. We're going to discuss dealing with family and friends. Um, bottom line, your family, your friends, they care about you. Right? Like, I think that's pretty fair to say across the board. That doesn't mean that they know the right choices for you. You're the person who has to live with the consequences of your choices. In my case, I was not ready for that exam. And even a few years back, the rules are different than they were today. Um, Certainly, there's a limit in how many times you could take it. But especially then, I believe it was much more restrictive. Um, And you know, so then you only get somebody bite to the apple, depending on the cycle you want to apply to, that could affect things. Um, and, and so, you know, in my case, I knew I wasn't ready, but I felt the pressure from, again, family, friends, um, you know, by way of background, my dad was, um, you know, he was not a native born American. You know, he, he came from another country and he always, you know, and this is a good thing. He, he always inspired me to work hard and get these opportunities that he didn't have growing up. And I, you know, I, I love my father. You know, he passed away, unfortunately, but, um, you know, I was very blessed and he wanted what was best for me, but he didn't know what was right for me at the time. And, you know, 
just like, hey, you know, get, have this momentum, get it done sooner, don't wait all these cycles. You could have, you know, you know, been starting law school now, that sort of deal. Um, what I'm saying might sound familiar to you out there if you're hearing this from your family or friends. Um, my long-term girlfriend at the time, who I thought I was going to have a future with, you know, similar deal. She was like, hey, you know, <laughs> time's going on here. I want to want to get started and have a future together. Um, and so I felt a lot of pressure from people I cared about, you know, and um, again, not the right choice for me. But it, it, it's not always that clear because you think, well, gee, I put in this time and, you know, people are moving on with their lives and how, how much more time do I need? And if I don't take it now, do I wait a cycle? So it can be scary. And I've seen this over and over again with students of mine over the years that I've been helping people prepare for the LSAT and prepare their law school admissions applications where they've got well-meaning family and friends who are urging them to do it sooner when the student is not necessarily ready. Now, there are a lot of things that go into this decision, but I mean, here are a few bottom line things. If you're not scoring on practice tests within a reasonable range of your target score, you're not going to, anything's possible, but in terms of probability, you're probably not going to have a miracle that day. Um, I would even argue you probably want to be scoring above the target score that you want. You know, I'm not saying it has to be 10 points above, but, you know, three to five points above might be a nice buffer in case something goes wrong or, you know, whatever. It's just, but, but you certainly want to be within striking distance of that score. Now, I was nowhere near it. I'd made progress at the time, but I, I wasn't in a good place uh, to, to score what I wanted to score. Now, any, any of you who've listened to my podcast before and know my story knows that it ended up working out quite well for me because when I did take it a cycle later, it worked out really well. I um, Now, I didn't get my target score the first time, but within that cycle, I got my target score. And as a result, it you know put me in a position to get into you know T14 law schools even though my GPA was not what I wanted it to be, I couldn't control that, but I had some control over the LSAT, right, in my application. So luckily I did the right thing by waiting and preparing properly. So I, I got into several top 10 law schools and actually got near full tuition scholarships to a few of them. I was very lucky. That wouldn't have happened if I caved into pressure that day and took the exam when I wasn't ready. And it was scary even after. I remember leaving after and feeling so um, scared, nervous. What were they going to say? What were they going to think? Did I fail? Did I give up? At the end of the day, my gut told me, and frankly, the numbers told me I wasn't ready. Um, and thank goodness I listened because you your score, right, makes a tremendous difference in your application. Um, I would argue, and I've said this in a previous episode, right, like, and again, don't don't hold me to pure numbers here, but relatively speaking, you know, you've, you, you've got LSAT GPA, and those two roughly, you know, account for about 80 to, to 90 percent 
of your chances. The rest is your application and all this other stuff, right? And and within that 80 to 90%, you know, they're split almost evenly. Your GPA is, you know, if you're done with school, it's baked into the cake at this point. If you're not done with school, but you're in your senior year or junior year, it's a good chunk of it is baked in. So the LSAT is a factor that you have control over. And you want to be ready and you want to take it when you're ready. Now, let me go back to the broader idea here. Um, you have family and friends who want what's best for you, but they don't always know what right what's right for you. And this can be scary, but I want you to think about my situation. I can tell you if I had caved into pressure that day, there is no way I would have had the outcome that I was looking for. Again, the LSAT was a bit more restrictive then. I would have felt forced to apply in an earlier, early, early cycle and um, all this other stuff when I just wasn't ready and things would have been rushed. And I'm just, you know, I've learned in life that, you know, right? Like you want to be careful when things are rushed. It's not always a good thing. Um, and I wouldn't have had the outcome I wanted. And the irony of it is, right, they wanted what was best for me. They did. They wanted me to get into top schools and get, and get scholarship money. One cycle and taking it on when I was ready, that made all the difference, right? And it, it, it's not that they were trying to screw with me or anything. Again, they wanted what was best for me. But despite their intentions, they didn't know. And a lot of you might be in a similar situation. And one thing, you know, um, I want to point out a particular issue here, right? Like, if you have um, a family or a friend who, like, uh, been to law school and applied this cycle, they might, might be equipped to tell you some good advice, right? Because, it, it, you know if you're applying in the modern day in the cycle, right, it, it's different than it was so many years ago. Every once in a while, I'll have a student who has a parent who, you know, my parent went to law school 20, 30 years ago. It's not the same. It's not as competitive. Uh, I don't know if the, the LSAT is different. The role it plays is different. The what was involved in the admission cycle is different. You know, in modern day LSAT, modern day admissions process is quite competitive and it's not what it used to be. Also, you know, you could have a friend who means well, but will give you advice based on maybe a different field. You know, they're getting a PhD or if they're trying to get a master's degree in something, it's just not the same. You know, oh, well, look, what if you have this internship or whatever? No, no, no. Listen, LSAT GPA, LSAT GPA, as I like to tell my students. And again, just telling you the reality, it's not a pure science, but that's the bulk of this. So someone might be emphasizing things that might matter in their field, right? But not necessarily. And then even, even people who have a little bit of experience, right? I would even say like, I, I teach this for a living. I have experience doing this. I advise people on the LSAT and their law school admissions process. Even, even me, I'm an advisor. What does that mean? You can accept or not take my advice. I always tell my students, listen, I'll tell you what I think is right. I'll tell you what you need to know, not what you want to hear. But I'm an advisor. You're the one who has to live with the consequences of those decisions. So even if I adamantly think you're mistaken, I respect your right to make this decision. 
take my take my uh, take my um, advice under advisement, as, as they say, right? But at the end of the day, you got to make this decision. And if I would say this, right, to someone in, in my case, right, like is me, someone who does this for a living and is experienced, is that like the thing someone professional advising you? Then certainly if you have family and friends who are not in the field, same thing, you know, you have to make this decision. And it's scary, but you're the one who has to live with the consequences. So please keep that in mind. And, you know, as I think I mentioned earlier, you know, my dad uh, was from another country and I'm a, in some ways I'm a first generation American, you know, and um, it, there was a, you know, there were a lot of great things that came with having such a wonderful father. He was very driven and very inspiring and taught me this tremendous work ethic. But, you know, at least I guess I wouldn't even say this is a bad thing. I hope it doesn't come across that way. But, you know, a lot of uh, students have mentioned a similar thing where they grew up in a similar household, um, regardless of the circumstances where parents are, you know, encouraging you to work hard and get the most out of it and not be a quitter. And those are great, great things. But sometimes you need to take a step back and give yourself more time to prepare. And people don't always get that. Oh, it's been another cycle. You know, you're this much out of college. Uh, you know, you could have applied now. Cool. But you know, would I have the opportunities if I didn't prepare myself? And right. If you think about this, those of you out there who know, this is not studying for the LSAT is not this neat linear process. You don't always see the improvements in this nice way, right? You could be just, you know, putting in the work, thinking and, you know, working effectively. And, and you don't always see the changes immediately in your first PT. It, it's, 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 as I like to say, right, cliche, but it's true. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And there are setbacks at times, you know, but again, keep this other cliche in mind, right? Like one step back, two steps forward. But you won't, all, the, the, the point is you won't always see your progress um, neatly, displayed in your practice tests and everything else. And so when you've got people that are seeing you studying hard and getting ready for this, right, and time going by, they mean well, but they don't always realize that sometimes, right, these practice test scores are lagging indicators and your performance, right, it might take a little more time. Don't shoot yourself in the foot by um, taking the exam prematurely or um, applying prematurely. Now, you know, it is a different time. A few years makes a big difference, right? Today, you know, the, 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 I'm going to be careful because these these rules, these policies with LSAT can change, right? But you have the ability to take it once and cancel your score. Um, you, you, you have the ability to take it, you know, so many times within a cycle, Um you you have the ability to, I think, you know, you might still now have the ability to see your, again, be careful the time of listening to this. If you listen to it much later from now, things could change, right? But you could see your score and decide to cancel it. Um, it, it but my point is, you ultimately, even now, you only get so many bites at the apple within a certain time frame. So you want to be within range. More important, you want to be in a place in your life where this is right for you, where applying for you is right for a number of things or for a number of factors. Right? But certainly in terms of performance and everything, 
Here's the bottom line. Again, family, friends, they mean well. They love you, right? But you're the one that has to decide this. Because at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, you're the one who has to live with the consequences. And I'll I'll finish my story for you real quick. Um, you know, and I've shared this with some of my students. When when I ended up getting my target score, it was great. Um, you know, and and then I got into law school and I got these great scholarships. But you know, the the long term girlfriend she ended up leaving. Our relationship didn't work out. And that's okay. Life happens. God bless her. You know, um, and my dad. He passed away just before I got into law school. And I'm not saying this to make you feel bad or anything like that. You know, I was very blessed. I had a wonderful father. He was probably the biggest influence on my life. I miss him every day. But it goes to show, right? Like, it was my life. And I had to live with those consequences. The two people you know, who I was, who had an influence on my life at the time and who I was really thinking about when I was making the decision, even if they, they were still with me, you know, I was the one who was going to be going to that law school, right? I was the one who was going to be shouldering any debt, even with a full tuition scholarship, there are other living expenses that you might have to take, you probably have to take the loans for, right? I was the one who was going to be putting in the hours. I was the one who was going to be sitting down to do, um, to do homework, right? And, and to work as a lawyer, right? Sitting in that office. And, you know, I didn't have them in my life anymore. But luckily, I did what was right for me. You know, and again, they meant well, totally, totally. There is not a doubt in my mind. My father was the, the best father anyone could ask for, you know, and but I had to do what was right for me. And thank goodness I did because, you know, I, I, I didn't have them in my life. I was going to have this by myself, right? So I might as well do it the way I wanted. So I've had this conversation with a number of students. Um, I love my students and I know how hard y'all work. Um, and I, 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 you know, I get it. Many people are in a, have been in a similar situation of parents who, um, done so much for them and love them and want what's best for them. But again, they don't always know the right choice. So take any advice with a grain of salt, right? And remember their advisors, even me, even me, right? I'm an advisor. You're the one who has to make a decision because you're the one who's going to live with the consequences. You're the one who's going to be going to that law school. You're the one who's going to be having the debt or less scholarship money or more scholarship money. And ideally, you want to make the right choice, but there is some satisfaction in knowing that, hey, I consider what people said, and I made the right choice for me. And even if it didn't work out, if I reasonably considered what they said, right, and then did the best I thought and made the right choice for me, you can't... You can't blame yourself for that, right? You can you can feel good knowing that you made the right choice for you, no matter how things work out. And you consider what they said, right? But you did the best you could at the moment. That's all you could ask for. So I hope this is helpful. Um, and, and, and I just want to add, you know, 
part of the reason I, I've thought about doing this episode for a while is I've had this conversation with a lot of students over time. They'll come to me and they'll say what's going on. Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize that um, you know, they're not alone. This is actually quite common. Um, so it's cool. It's not always easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but you've got to make the right choice for you. You're not alone. There are other people who have been in this situation. I, I hope my story has been helpful because I think it really underscores why as much as you might love a parent, or family, friends, right? You got to make the right choice for you. Consider their advice. But at the end of the day, you're the one who's doing this. You're the one who's going through this. Thank you for listening. One tip to use your time with this podcast effectively. Take a look at the list of previous episodes. They're named by topic, so you can prioritize your listening based on specific areas where you need help the most. Again, I'm your host, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. Please do subscribe to the LSAT Habits Podcast and share these episodes with friends. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, feel free to reach out to me and check out my website. Again, it's jdlsat.com. That's jdlsat.com.